BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, Gabby here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I'm not a psychologist or a medical doctor and do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Hey there. Welcome to Dear Gabby. I'm your host, Gabby Bernstein. And if you landed here, it is absolutely no accident. It means that you're ready to feel good and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Let's get started. Welcome back to Dear Gabby. Today's episode is the experience of being an empath. And you may not identify as an empath, but let me just ask you something. Do you ever feel drained by other people's energy or emotions? I think everybody out there is like raising their hand like, yes, me. So this big talk is with intuitive healer, Wendy DeRosa. Wendy is a very dear friend. I met her in a breakfast hall when I was teaching at a spiritual center. We fell in love right away and she immediately became not only a friend, but also a spiritual teacher to me in many ways. Wendy's new book is all about becoming an empowered empath. She's going to go deep into this topic. She's going to talk about what being an empath really means. There is a whole deep dive into why no emotions are bad and why it's good to experience heavy feelings. And she's going to talk about how to be in a relationship with someone who seems stuck in chronic low vibes. This is a big one that a lot of people come to me on the show with. Her book, Becoming an Empowered Empath, covers all of these methods. And she'll also be talking with me about the reason why some people become overly empathetic. And this ties to your chakra system. Dun, 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 dun. Get excited to hear what she has to say about that. And there's a lot of beautiful, easy self-care tips that you can start to use immediately so that you can really soothe yourself in those moments where you feel like you're taking on the energy of others. So get psyched. Wendy DeRosa, it's going to rock your world. Welcome to Dear Gabby, Wendy DeRosa. I am so happy to selfishly be with you. Welcome. Mm, Thank you. I want to actually share very briefly a little bit of how we connected. So we were both teaching at Kripalu and another beautiful person, woman named Deb Dana was teaching there as well. And 
I wasn't familiar with either of your work, but I genuinely needed to be. (laughs) And I was gifted this beautiful opportunity to teach the same week at the Kripalu Spiritual Center that you guys were there. And we had this almost like breakfast club where every morning we would watch the sunrise and like have breakfast. And we were up before everybody else. We were having like seven, six, six o'clock, seven o'clock breakfast and just talking. And it was almost like you both were planted in my life at a time when I was really living my own trauma recovery and then really learning how I was going to be able to live it, to be able to tell it. And you taught me something in that moment that was such a big lesson for me, which was something I wasn't aware of at that stage in my own personal development, was how I'm not just co-regulating with individuals, but that I would have the capacity to co-regulate with an audience. And we talked about this, how it related to like when big topics would come up in the audience and I'd be kind of freaking out because the rest of the audience would tank. And it's because they were co-regulating with my energy. I kind of want to start just right there because this was such a big moment for me to understand. And it is really going to be a big topic that we'll talk about today as we talk about becoming an empowered empath. But first, understanding how much power we have in those moments when we're dysregulated with people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to define empath for a moment for people to answer this question or just to talk about this, which is that an empath is someone who feels the energy of other people through their sentient body. And a lot of times that's emotional energy. Oftentimes being an empath gets equated with I'm an empath, therefore I take on the energy of others, but that's actually not the true empath is someone who feels the energy of other people and taking it on is overly empathic. It's a different experience in the body. I think that in my experience and when I was writing my book, Becoming an Empowered Empath, I realized that a lot of people are having empathic experiences without really necessarily identifying as an empath Mm -hmm. because of what happens in the energy body is that in some ways, sensitivity and being an empath does equate with trauma surfacing in the energetic system. And when we're in a big space and we're teaching and we're out there doing our thing, guiding and giving the information, but it's activating, it's really in some ways activating the core essence or the light, or you were speaking truth or we're landing, it's resonating with the individual that the wounds will often come to the surface too, because they need to, but we're in a rise of consciousness. We're in a time where consciousness is evolving and for our light to emerge for everybody and their true truth and their gifts and their mission in this world, we've got to, it's sort of like, I think about it, like the Phoenix rising from the ash. It's like that ash is going to come up and Mm. we've got to be able to also know what to do with that and work with that. What you're saying is that we, and it was really helpful. I'm just going to unpack this for one second that you just said, we can be an empath, but not be a overblown empath, I suppose. Right? Like, yeah. So I actually never really identified as empath because I do pride myself on proactively and consciously not taking on the energy of others as often as possible. And when I do, doing whatever I can to release that. But I do feel the energy of others and very, very deeply. And in some cases, particularly the most intimate connections in my life, the feelings I have 
for other people's energy I do take on. So that's a big topic that I hear a lot of our listeners bringing in, which is I'm practicing my manifesting and my super attractor methods and I'm doing all of that stuff, but my mom just has all this low vibe energy and I just can't get rid of it. My husband is so negative and I come home every day and it's just like taking me down. Or what do you say to that person who may lean positive and in many situations may not be a unhealthy empath? Maybe that's not your language. I don't know if we want to call it unhealthy, but... Overly empathic. May not be overly empathic, Mm -hmm. but it's just feeling like they are being drained by a person close to them. Yeah, it's interesting because I might even loop back co-regulation in this answer in that that I think we think of emotions as good, bad, right, wrong, and not everybody does, but we see darker, heavier emotions as you know, it gets lumped into unhealthy or we've got to get rid of that. And we see like good, positive, happy, joyful emotions as, yeah, we want more of that. But what happens here is we're human beings. We're multifaceted human beings who have human emotions and all the emotions are part of our spectrum. And as someone who's, whether identifying as an empathic or not, when we start to increase our capacity to be able to sit with the heavier emotions or the darker emotions, the more intense emotions, we actually as empaths increase our capacity to be able to hold space for people to be in their emotions because they don't scare us. Overly empathic experiences happen in fight, flight, or freeze responses. So it's when we don't know what to do when we've contracted on some level, the energy will transfer over because in that moment we've lost as a split second connection to our own sense of being in regulation with ourselves. So when we do that, we aren't really co-regulating with the other person because we're actually in a freeze response. And in that moment, energy transfers. And then here we are now, how do I just re-regulate in my own being to be able to respond to that or to be able to be in relationship with that. The the deeper practice in how we stay with ourselves in relationship with others on an empathic level is increasing our capacity to be okay with, I'll say, the heavier or darker emotions, not calling them bad or wrong, but literally I call it the shame blanket. Like there's shame And then underneath it is the heavier emotions. And sometimes we have to go through the shame blanket to get to those emotions that are just as important and powerful and necessary for us to feel. That is part of this co-regulation piece with others is that if I'm able to be with my own emotions, I know exactly what fear feels like. I know exactly what anger feels like, exactly you know what all of these guilt feels like. Therefore, I can recognize when someone else is in it and I won't go into fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to really say yes, 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 yes to all of that because in my EMDR therapy, my therapist, Tammy, who we have a whole episode with, talks about how we expand our window of tolerance. Like any kind of trauma work that we do expands our window of tolerance and puts us into a place where our nervous system is in a different 
space, right? We're, we're able to hold more. We've processed more. We're not living in that chronic state of fight or flight. And therefore, we can actually tolerate more. <laughs> like it might even be just like tolerating more stimulus. Like I, prior to doing a lot of my trauma work, you know, it's like I couldn't handle like bright lights or concerts or just, you know, it was like, I couldn't understand like, why do I hate going to a concert? Oh my God, it was too much stimulus for me. And so, yeah. you know, and now seeing how I can go to a concert, right? So it's really seeing the difference now. So listen to this. I don't actually walk out the door without this little green bottle. <laughs> and that green bottle is the Just Thrive probiotic bottle. I am obsessed with this product. I have been using it for a really long time now. Let me ask you a question. Are you stressed out? <laughs> I know the answer is probably yes for most people listening. Maybe not in this moment because you're just relaxing listening to Dear Gabby, but I want to check in with you about this because so much of our physical issues and our emotional distresses come from stress, the stress response. And the solution isn't to just avoid stress because that's not going to happen, but instead find effective ways to manage it. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you about this product called Just Calm. It's a brand new product from Just Thrive. And here's the deal about Just Calm. It's in my, I have this drawer with my supplements. And these days I'm really, really picky about which supplements are going to go into that drawer. So I have very special places for them. I'm a super neat freak. And so I want to open that drawer and see only the best of the best. Well, I'll tell you the front row and center, the highlighted location in my drawer is for Just Calm. Just Calm is truly amazing, especially in the afternoon when I start freaking out and I get a little bit anxious or I've had too much coffee or if I'm feeling anxious about the things that are going on in my life, I go into that little drawer and I pull out Just Calm. It's like a miracle moment for me. I've been pairing Just Calm with my Just Thrive spore-based probiotic. And here's why. You may have heard of the gut-brain connection, but that connection is more powerful than you think. Your gut and brain talk to each other, sending signals all day long. And a healthy gut isn't just crucial for immune and digestive health. It's also one of the best ways to beat stress long-term. Just Thrive Probiotic not only supports your best gut health, it creates the perfect foundation for Just Calm to perform at maximum strength. And when your gut is happy and your stress is under control, you'll be able to keep calm and win the day every day. Just Thrive provides a proven, potent, and effective spore probiotic to help you feel your best. Right now, you can get 15% off this dynamic duo when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code Gabby at checkout. I want to take a quick break from today's episode to talk about a longtime favorite brand of mine, a brand that gets me through the streets of New York City, a brand that takes me through airports, a brand that I can just throw into my handbag or roll up and put into a suitcase. And that brand is Rothy's Footwear. Everyone knows that feeling of finding something new that you really love and you're absolutely obsessed with. Well, that for me is Rothy's. That's how I feel about this brand. I'm obsessed. And Rothy's shoes give you just right out of the box comfort. They come in a beautiful array of styles and colors and you can wash them. 
Rothy's makes it easy to transition from summer to fall. They have so many different colors from season to season. And you may have heard of the point and the flat from Rothy's. People Magazine named the point the best flat for their first ever style award in 2021 and for good reason. Beyond the point and flat, they also make this insanely comfortable sneaker. They make loafers, ankle boots, and so much more. And another aspect of Rothy's footwear that makes it one of my favorite brands is that they're super committed to sustainability. Their bags and shoes are made with love from innovative materials, natural, renewable, bio-based, and recycled. They are working to source materials that are easier on the planet using items such as water bottles, algae, and ocean-bound marine plastics. Right now, one of their designs that I'm obsessed with is the loafer. Step up your shoes and accessories this summer and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Plus, get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Gabby. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Gabby. I want to hear the voice of my listener and they're going to say, okay, I'm going to do my work. And I hear that. And it's kind of always the answer here on Dear Gabby is like, go do your work. Let's say somebody has done a lot of work and they have really noticed that they have a larger window of tolerance to handle stressors and whatnot. But there are close people in their life that have chronic negativity Mm -hmm. or um, chronic upset. And that's their own stuff, right? That's their own story. Mm -hmm. But how would one actually, even with the best skill set behind them and the best work of trauma therapy and stuff, what would be some practices for coexisting and co-regulating with people like that? I might even suggest transparency with the person. And this is a power of an empath is that they are vulnerable and transparent and clear, an empowered empath. When you say those things, I do feel affected. I'm not sure how to respond or how to be in relationship with you when I'm offering some advice and it feels like it's not enough or it's not good enough. It makes me wonder if there's anything I can ever say that will fill that cup or if my advice isn't helping or our discussion isn't helping, how would you fill that cup? I might even point it out to them. And this would be somebody who, like you're saying, has done a lot of work and has themselves, is with themselves and understands I can make a choice around who I want to be in relationship with. And then there are the people that we will know for our whole lives and we're probably related to that you can't. It's like, I'm going to relate to this family member or this person and I have to. And so I have to learn in myself how I want to be in my center and in my being. And some of that might mean I'm willing to speak up for when I notice when I might feel my body contract, or I feel Mm -hmm. like I want to walk away Mm -hmm. when I hear this. And it doesn't mean that you're making the other person wrong, but it's about naming for myself what happens in my system when I hear you say that, quote unquote, to the person. Or like, I'm noticing that I'm feeling uncomfortable with your shutdown or your distance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is and then what would be the next sex? I might even say something like, It seems to me like you might be shutting down. And I'm wondering if there's something I'm saying that is scaring you because Mm. it's not necessarily an overt fear, but it might be something that's getting touched. Is there something I'm saying that might 
be making you uncomfortable. I might even name the fear, the feeling that might be there. Could you say like, I noticed that you're shutting down and that makes me feel sad. Yeah. And I'm feeling sad. Yeah. Because if you're a tuned empath, likely you're picking up the same quality. Yeah. Yeah. Is that here's correct? An interesting? Yes. And here's the thing about empaths too, is that we were often raised in environments where people weren't naming the subconscious experience. So people weren't naming or owning the energy. So there was a lot of projection in the space. There might've been shaming and blaming. There might've been yelling and screaming. There might've been different experiences going on in those early years. But the empath learning to have a voice and name exactly what they're experiencing is moving from deeply subconscious, I don't know who I am in this dynamic right now, to uh uh-uh, I know exactly who I am and how I'm feeling in this moment. And I'm noticing that when I'm feeling this way, I need to say something. I notice that I feel sad when you shut down. And I'm giving voice to our deeply subconscious or to the silent experiences is very powerful for an empath to do. To highlight how big what you're suggesting is, because some folks in IFS therapy, I'll just use the example. I've yeah. recently got become obsessed and <laughs> did the training and I'm going to keep growing with this. What you're saying is very similar. Of course, it's all the same. When you're in self- when you're in self-energy, self-energy, which is your mm-hmm. undamaged, adult-resourced part of who you are, then you can say calmly and without affect and just generously, because it's not always about what we say. It's about the energy through which we say it. And I just want to highlight this because some folks who have not done any personal growth work or haven't done any spiritual development or anything where they can start to, one, know what it feels like to be in that undamaged resource self, right? Or two, let Mm -hmm. alone go underneath the shame blanket, right? That's a lot. That's a lot. What could that person, which I think is the majority of my listeners, these are folks who've done a lot of work on themselves. They're in therapy. They have coaches. They have done a lot of work, but they still may have not gone through that shame blanket or they still may have not understood fully and completely what showing up in self would feel like, right? Mm-hmm. What is not a stopgap, but like what can that person do to stop taking on the energy of others and be a little bit more effective and fluid in their life and their relationships when they don't have that broader awareness? So I think that the shift and it opens up a door to like honestly my entire book, but I'll say I was this gonna say other than it. read become an hour an empowered empath. Right. Other than read the book. <laughs> right. Everyone just go get the freaking book. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. In the energetic system, shame has a lot to do with what we hold from the waistline down energetically. I work with chakras, so I would say those are the first three chakras of the body. They often are also our relationship power centers and how we are in relationship with our social constructs, our family of origin, our intimate partnerships, and with ourselves and our emotions. Interestingly enough, they are power centers, meaning we hold immense power in those areas, but they are also steeped in conditioning. And that conditioning can be the systems we were raised in, that can be church, family, school, 
whatever country, culture, it can be any system. And everything we marinated in prior to seven years old, that's deeply subconscious. The reason why people become overly empathic is not because of what's going on from the heart upward. That's where they're consciously living and saying, I don't want to be taking on the energy. I'm doing the work. I am. I understand it conceptually. I'm getting it. The work at this point, from my opinion and my perspective, is actually everything from the waistline down or solar plexus, basically base of ribs down, that we hold and we aren't necessarily conditioned or it's just not modeled to go in to the subconscious energy that we hold in that area, those areas of the body. And keeping in mind, we coexist. There's two qualities of energy that coexist in those power centers, the self and the conditioning of the collective and our personal family. And all of that energy is when we are triggered or when we are not connected to self or we use the word grounded. And I don't mean that. Sometimes I think when we say things like this person isn't grounded, it's a shaming term in that case. And there are reasons we might not be. And it has to do with the energy we hold in the first three chakras of the body where there literally isn't enough flow moving down in that area of the body because there is energy stuck there. There's blockage. And when there is that, and we come up against the world on that subconscious level in our social constructs, the energy we take in from the world around us is literally intermingling with the lower chakra system and we can't stay with self or center. So we move up higher in the body where we can stay high functioning And shifting that pattern has us deeply clearing what we're holding in the first three chakras of the body. So literally our soul can come back down into those power centers and we can find power and self and we can find power in anger in a good way. You know, if we come back down into our body, we find our boundaries by feeling the sense of self in that area of the body. I want to take a quick break from today's episode to talk about something really important. Something I didn't realize actually until early in my career when I first started running my own business. And it's how many fees go into almost everything. And I quickly learned how important it is to pay attention to where my money is going. And I always make sure to ask questions and not assume anything when it comes to my money. The person who does this the best is my husband. He is like, a hawk. He will find every fee under the sun and it's beautiful and it's impressive. And that's why I'm so excited to have this partner today, Chime. If you're looking for a checking account with no monthly fees, look no further. Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. With no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, or minimum balance fees, it's how banking should be. Chime was created with the mission of providing financial peace of mind to everyone, which is why when you need to access your money, you can do so fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, and CVS. You never need to worry about where to get cash quickly. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash out fees for them. This is pretty amazing. 
Chime, no monthly fees, no vibe killing fees. Signing up for a Chime checking account only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash Gabby. That's chime.com slash Gabby. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by and debit card issues by the Bancorp Bank or Stripe Bank N.A. Members FDIC out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass ATM in the 7-Eleven location and at any all-point or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Let me ask you something. Are you the type of person who looks to find the problems and situations or are you the type of person who seeks solutions? In our modern world, it's really common to get stuck in fault-finding mode. But once you learn to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode, which I pride myself in, I absolutely pride myself in being a problem solver, then it makes a massive difference in your life. And so I want that for you. And I really believe that this has been the key to my success. So I want to I want to get anybody that needs it to that place of problem-solving. And this is where better help comes in. A therapist can be your greatest resource to help you get into that mode of seeking solutions rather than problems. And as you've heard me share on this show over and over and over again, therapy has been game changing for me. And I can't thank my therapist enough for how much life she's given me. And so if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, I really want to encourage you to check out BetterHelp. And it's been a great, convenient, accessible, affordable option that's also entirely online. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's very helpful when you feel vulnerable in those moments. BetterHelp Online Therapy is also more affordable than in-person therapy, allowing you to take care of yourself and get the help that you need without breaking the bank. With BetterHelp Therapy, you can achieve more affordable therapy with professional licensed and vetted therapists who you can trust. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash deargabby today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash deargabby. What's one practice that someone could do today to ground in that center and in the lower chakras? I would say the one practice is the grounding cord. And that would be, I. it's sometimes depicted as a skinny energetic meridian or cord from the tailbone to the center of the earth. I like to widen the image to include the sides of the hips, the low belly and low spine, kind of like a pillar or a tree trunk, and extending that deep into the earth. And then imagining just with some breaths, and maybe we could do a couple, yeah, like a minute now. of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll just imagine here that this cord is holding the sense of security around your low hips, low belly, and low spine. That's the top of it. And it extends deep into the center of the earth. And to take about maybe 10 deep breaths, you don't have to do all 10 right now, but as many, it can be 10 minutes of breathing, any amount of time that you have to allow all the energy that's up in the head 
and in the heart to be shared with the lower half of your body. And the affirmation I might give in this case is, I belong here in my lower body. I belong here. This is my body. This is my power. This is my sense of self, the source of my intuition and my boundaries. I belong here. And you can spend as much time as you need to allow our energy to take a deep seat in your sit bones, your tailbone, your legs. and your pelvis and your belly. Just so that you feel that there's an evening out of energy between the upper body and lower body. We're not losing the upper body consciousness. We are expanding it into the lower body. And then you can spend as much time as you need to here for anyone listening, even up to 10 minutes, but notice that when we, ex we, our thoughts and our responses and our actions come out of our consciousness. And when we're in our upper body consciousness, our thoughts, our responses, and our actions might be different than when we start to come down into our body. Our thoughts our responses and our consciousness might shift when we go about the world from that grounded place, notice the difference. I noticed it. It felt really good. At first, I actually mm -hmm. noticed that there was so much like wild energy that I was like, I don't want to own this. Like I want to get this out. But then you said, let it balance. Yeah. And that was just like, oh, okay, like this can balance out with the good stuff too. And exactly. it's not bad stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Okay, great, 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 great. So that was really a nice way of getting into that grounded state. I kind of want to know just another practical, a practical mm -hmm. method for how we can stop taking on other people's energy. Mm -hmm. One practical method with grounding, the grounding practice we just did, is to keep in mind that we don't end right at the skin. We have a field of energy that's around our body, about 10, 10 to 12 inches or so. It's different for everybody, but that is I was going to say 10 field. to 12 feet. Okay. <laughs> like I've, I've, been, I've been familiar at times with that. Okay. Yeah. Right. It feels that way sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we have to take care of that too. And so I like to imagine that there is light around me, but I also, with that, allow for my radiance. So we have a central channel in our body that also radiates, that holds our inner boundaries our sense of presence and fullness and wholeness and radiance. And then we have the outer energy field around us that also is part of our self-care well-being. I like to imagine light around. Sometimes that's 
you know, it might be on a a metaphysical side, but that can be really helpful. Even just coming up with an image, I'm going to put a color around me, or I'm going to imagine light, or I'm just going to imagine I have a boundary around the outside of my body. And myself is within, my self energy is within and others' energy is going to stay on the outside of that boundary. Now, do we have to do that sometimes, literally move people's energy out? Yes, sometimes we have to do that. That Mm. can be a really helpful tool to do. And how would one move someone's energy out? I was just going to say, I, I joke, I'm Italian. I use my hands a lot. I literally take the energy where I feel it or sense it mm-hmm. or have a knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I see it, right it uh-huh. and move the energy out. I will send it back to the person, whoever energy it is. And I send it back, not with like, get out. I, yeah, you know, I, send, I just send it back with like, go f- yourself. <laughs> oh, and, you know, and I'll say that sometimes we do need that. Sometimes okay. if it's, if it was, Energy that inappropriately crossed our boundary. Oh, we yeah, have every yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's not to about push being, it out yes, and say, yes, get out. Yes. If it feels like, you know what, this person isn't trying to do that. Right. Okay. It's okay. not their intention. It's some part of them mm-hmm. that might be doing that, that they are mm-hmm. not aware of. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send the energy back. Sometimes we can talk to the part. Part, this, you need to take this person's energy back. It's not mine. It's not in my field. It's for them to have, to own, to take responsibility for. The language is so comparable to, it's all, I think it's all universal language really at this point. So much of this work, anything that has that spiritual through line is going to be super aligned with the grounded self and parts of us that are little children traumatized (laughs) acting out from that place. Yeah. Yeah. And I did use a little IFS in language in, <laughs> in just, just because we brought it up. So I was, yeah. 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 And you also talk in the book about how trauma influences your empathic intuition and your healing potential. And I'm going to drive people to the book because I believe, you know, and there are going to be some listeners that are like, yeah, I've done my work, raise their hands. And be like, I can get into that grounded state. I can do all the things that she's talking about. I'm completely speaking my language. I got this. Then there's going to be folks that are like, I really like what she's saying, but I don't know that this is, that I can do this, or I, I don't understand completely. I think this book is going to meet all levels, but I think particularly for someone who's like, I want that, but I need the guidance to get there. This is the step for you is to read this book. Yeah. And I would add, there are recordings that come with the book and they're guided right. meditations And I think a big step in the process of understanding is that we understand cognitively what to do, how to do it. And then there is the deep subconscious when we close our eyes and we tune into our energy body. And sometimes we do need guidance. We need to be led. I know you lead so many people too, Gabby. It's that sense of like guiding someone into their interior to be able to you know, clear the energy that's held there and show where that energy might exist in the body. That's a powerful step in this process of learning how to become an empowered empath and, or even just to be a sensitive being, an intuitive Mm. being and feeling energy to know where to go, where to tune in and have that energy cleared and have that guidance. So I'll close by coming back to co-regulation. <laughs> so for those who are out there being like, you left me with this. I don't know what that means. Talk to you just a little bit about what it means to co-regulate. And it's always kind of something we should be mindful of. 
I used to teach often Institute in Hartford as a guest teacher. I'd come in and, and it was Hartford Family Institute. And they had this great way of describing it, it was similar to IFS. And they would say, I need a connection. I need to give you a connection for this. For I need, Or I need a connection for my own experience. That was the way they'd frame it. And what it is, is that I am living in an experience. And in that experience, I'm touching in with maybe young inner child parts of me that are activated. Maybe I'm afraid. Maybe I feel abandoned in this moment. Maybe I feel sad. And it's happening because my partner just said that they didn't want to do the dishes. They really wanted me to do the dishes. I mean, it could be anything. So oh, yeah, that, that's mundane. the stuff that triggers most people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And so in that moment, all of a sudden I'm fuming, I'm angry, I'm touching all these parts. And so I might say, I need to co-regulate. I need, I wouldn't say this consciously, but as someone who's been maybe doing the work and understand, sometimes we need a co-regulation, which means I need to know that I'm not alone in my experience and someone understands how I feel in this moment. That's empathy also. And so I I personally had people in my life where I would say, I need a connection on this. My partner, we just got into something because he thinks this and I think this and I'm so angry. And they would say, I understand. I've been there too. I understand that feeling and that there's a part of you that must feel so sad and abandoned in this moment, the way that they responded. And what happens if you tune in in this moment and just tend to that inner feeling and just somebody saying, I've had that experience, I know how you feel, is a form of co-regulation. Mm. If we are in a partnership and two people are able to co-regulate because they're working on themselves and maybe a couple's therapy situation or such, they might be able to co-regulate with each other by saying, I'm giving you empathy for mm. your experience so you're not hanging out alone, abandoned, you know. Excellent. Isolated. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate that so deeply. In an episode I did with Dan Siegel, he said that you know it's really important to recognize that you're not ever co-regulating with your child, that you are their source of regulation and that you know you don't expect them to be that for you or you know, so that was a big one. But that empath bit is something that I've been using a lot with my son, where I notice, okay, he's acting out wild three-year-old behavior and just noticing for him, hey, I notice that you're in this energy that's really wanting to, you know, move and jump and and maybe you're feeling bored or maybe feeling excited. What is it that's going on? What are you feeling? Noticing the feeling. And then the next step is to empathize and to say, oh yeah, when mommy used to jump on the sofa like that, I used to get so frustrated when my mommy would tell me I couldn't jump on that sofa. You know, and I see yeah. in the second that I empathize with my son, his whole system settles. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, you didn't get to do that too? You know, right. oh, okay. I'm not shamed for jumping on the sofa. This is a thing. And then it allows them to, you know, connect and redirect. It allows them to then kind of find that next step forward of, okay, I'm feeling this. And so mommy's feeling that and I can find solutions. I can come up with new ideas of things I could do. Yeah, and absolutely. So valuable but just making sure that we're not expecting to co-regulate, that we are the guided regulator <laughs> for our child. Yeah. yeah. And you think about it with children. I mean, their little amygdala and the part of their brain is you can't, you can't reason with a child with an active amygdala in no. that moment. No. You know, you have to wait till they're calm and give them a connection. And we as adults need the same thing. 
I need to calm my amygdala <laughs> to be able to know I'm not alone right. in this experience to be able to come back and have a reasonable conversation. That's right. Well, anyone out there that's ready to be calm in their amygdala and have reasonable <laughs> conversations, enhance your relationships, feel more emotionally centered, feel like you are no longer taking on the energy of others, please go and read this book, Becoming an Empowered Empath. I get sent so many books and I often don't have the time to read all of them. This is a cover to cover book for me. And also I just really admire you as a human. And I just want everyone to know that there's this very special being. I see you as like this like energetic maternal figure in the world. And it's a big deal. And I love you. And I wish we lived closer. And I look forward to spending more time. Maybe we can get our breakfast club together one day at Kripala. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Gabby. I do love you, Wendy. Love you thank too. Thank you so much. Thank you. And so we'll put links to the book, but be, becoming an empowered empath, how to clear energy, set boundaries, and embody your intuitive powers. Go get it on Amazon right now, or where would you like to send people? What's a good place to send people? Yeah, I, any online, if you Google it and there's online retailers, Amazon is great, or I know wherever people want to shop, they'll find it online. It's on most of them. Excellent. Thank you, my love. Thank you for joining yeah, me. Thank you so much for having me, Gabby. So great to see you. If you made it to the end of this episode, that means you're truly committed to miracles. I'm really proud of you. If you want to get more Gabby, tune in every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the guidance or special bonus episodes. Your experience at this show means a lot to me. So I really want to welcome you to leave an honest review. And you can follow me on social media at Gabby Bernstein. And if you want to get in on the action, sign up for a chance to be Dear Gabby live at DearGabby.com. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.